Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. You, you skip all week and then you show up and expect to pass my test? He said, this is unacceptable. And I feel terrible for you. This is not you. you. You're starting to change. And it's not for the better. It's intercepted. by Alex Molden. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran. And now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Welcome. Thank you for, for tuning in to another episode of The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very appreciative to all the support uh, and keep bringing it, you know, with the reviews, the likes, the, the, the reshares. I greatly appreciate it. And I, can, and I urge you, if you can subscribe, uh, make sure you review it, write a review and then share it. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, so today I want to talk a little bit about something that is often frowned upon and it's not very popular, but it's about, um, accountability and holding, holding yourself and others accountable for their actions. And sometimes these, the people who hold you accountable, you don't get to choose. You don't get to choose your boss. You don't get to choose your coach. And then there's other times where you do get to choose, right? 
they have friends, close friends that, you know, because you're, you're acting out of character, they can check you on it. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story on, on both, on both ends of this. So when I was a senior at Sierra High School uh, in Colorado Springs, when I was a senior, um, you know, I, I worked hard in the classroom. Um, I studied, I did all that. And, uh, but after I got a scholarship offer and I got multiple scholarship offers, but when I chose University of Oregon and when I signed my letter of intent, man, I can do no wrong. <laughs> I can do no wrong. And I had counselors kind of giving me a free pass. You know, I just had to talk a little bit about my decision. And I was cool to skip class. I can walk the hallways. And I took advantage of it. And I started to skip school. Yeah, your boy, your boy Alex. I started to skip school. Last couple of weeks, it got tougher and tougher for me to wake up and go to class. And so I I started to skip school. And all the teachers, man, they kind of, it was all right. It was not frowned upon, except for one, one teacher. His name is Mr. Keel. Now, Mr. Keel, he taught biology. And uh, and actually, I, I love biology. It was one of my favorite classes. But he was a, a, a former Marine. Okay, so if you can imagine that movie, um, I think it's a Pixar movie, Up, right? The movie Up, the gentleman, the main character, you know, the older guy with the uh, little walker, that reminds me, it looks really close to Mr. Keel that I can remember back in 91, <laughs> but um, man, he, didn't, he didn't smile. You, you know, when you, when you paint a picture of what a Marine, an older Marine would look like, that would, it would be Mr. Keel, but very intimidating, didn't say a whole bunch, but I remember you know, I skipped this one, this, this week, week of biology class. And he always had quizzes on Fridays. And I remember, you know, skipping class and, and showing up on Friday. Thing I, I thought I was actually doing him a favor, <laughs> but, uh, showed up and, you know, got the quiz and started to, uh, and, and what he would do, he would just, he would just put up, Hey, he would put up five to seven questions on the board and you had about 30 minutes to complete it. You turn it in and then you can sit down and read a book or go to sleep or do whatever you want. And so I did that. I uh, took the quiz and I was struggling. I didn't know nothing, but I thought because of, you know, I'm a football player. I was well liked and well known and I was going to University of Oregon. I can, you know, he's going to give me a pass too. So I kind of BSed some of the questions or the, excuse me, my answers, took it up to him and he would grade it. So you, you would walk up to the front of the class and he would grade your work right there. Now your back would be, um, your back would be towards the other students, but you faced him. And so I remember walking up, giving him my, my test and I'm sitting there 
no emotions. He had a red pen and he was marking and marking and marking and marking. Like it almost like he slid his wrist. He was bleeding all over my paper and he handed it back to me. It was a 45%. It was an F. And I sat and I sat there looking at it and my eyes got, you know, first I, I, I felt like, what? I'm me. And he said, uh, he said, Alex, I don't know what's going on with you, but this is not you. You, you skip all week and then you show up and expect to pass my test. He said, this is unacceptable. And I feel terrible for you. This is not you. You, you, You're starting to change. And it's not for the better. He said, Alex, there's a lot of people already that's giving you a free pass. They're not holding you accountable for your actions because you have success. Because you have a platform of playing football. And don't get me wrong. You're going to do great at the college level just because your work ethic. I know you. But this is not you. And if you continue down this path, you won't have the type of success that you're capable of. That hit me so incredibly hard. Because I respected him. And I was starting to weep, (laughs) not just cry, but weep in front of the class. Well, not in front of the class, but, you know, because they couldn't see my face, but they can definitely see my shoulders going up and down. And I'm trying to be quiet as I cry or as I weep. And he said, you know what? He said, Alex, you're better than this. I'm going to give you another chance. But you're not going to get full credit. The best that you can do is a C. I'm going to give you a chance to study over the weekend. You come back on Monday. And we'll see what type of grades you're going to get. And that was it. Went home, studied my butt off. And I ended up getting a C (laughs) minus. But that was the first time. There's not a whole bunch of interactions I remember from that long ago, especially with my with my teachers, but I remember that. He made me feel a certain way. He held me accountable. And that stuck with me. It still sticks with me. And I'm very appreciative. It, it hurt. It hurt. But I'm so incredibly thankful that Mr. Keel basically held a a mirror to my face. And I didn't pick Mr. Keel to be my teacher, right? It was, he was my teacher. That, that relationship was put on me. There's another relationship that, that we have, that we tend to have with with friends, with buddies, homeboys, homegirls. And it can be dangerous because the type of success that you might have, they might start to turn a blind eye. And I did that. I did that just one uh, 
you know, back in the day, I was, I was in high school. One of my good friends' name was JJ. I've known him since I was like in seventh grade. And, you know, he's a smart cat. We, we played football. We, so we played basketball. We ran track together. Known him and his family, you know, for years. And, you know, when we got in high school, we playing football and, you know, freshman and sophomore. And he was a grade ahead of me. But JJ started to change. This was back when the, uh, you know, the hip hop, uh, the West Coast gangster rap, you know, NWA, uh, Ice-T, you know, all these groups started to kind of show up. And, you know, gangs started to kind of, you know, that was the end thing. That was a cool thing to do, even in little Colorado Springs. But But my boy, JJ, started to kind of turn into this like this gang gang banger and uh i remember distinctly he had just he had uh finished with school actually had a scholarship to a division two school for football and uh we ended up going down to this i was a senior i had right around the same time as my conversation with mr keel but uh, we ended up going to this little uh, 20 and under nightclub out in uh, Pueblo. And, you know, JJ got a little rougher. He started, like I said, he was he was in a gang and doing stuff. And, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the rough housing or the, the drugs, beating up folks, whatever. Um, but I ended up going down to Pueblo with him. And... Uh, we ended up bumping into a, a good friend of ours and she had just broken up with her boyfriend. And she was telling us that her ex-boyfriend was up in the club. And so JJ was like, uh, he's like, Hey, he's in the club. Hold on. Is this his car right here? And we was outside in the parking lot and she was crying. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah that's his, that's his, that's his car. JJ proceeded to pull out a 22 and shoot up his car like he emptied the clip and i didn't know he had i didn't know he had a gun i didn't know what he was going to do he he shot up his car and i was like what the come on man and then all of a sudden the car now it was blacked out tinted windows the car started up and it drove away slowly. Man, I don't know how fast I was back in the day. Back then, I could have swore I ran a 4-2 to get up out of there. We all ran. We sprinted. We got up out of there. Well, come to find out, two days later, um, the police came knocking on JJ's door. They found out that uh, JJ was the shooter. There was n- nobody died, but uh, the passenger got shot up a couple times in his leg. JJ had to do some jail time, some prison time for that. I am so sorry that I did not help JJ. I did not hold him accountable and tell him, man, look. Is this really what you want? You got a scholarship 
you're doing all these great things. He was smart. But you're starting to turn into this gangbanger. You're starting to do, you know, these things. I had no idea. This dude had a gun. I should have I should have started talking to JJ about that and just ask some questions, man. Is this what you want? Is, is this the life that you're willing to leave or lead? Is that this is this the type of character that you want to have? Because I don't want to be a part of it. And I know your mom and your your sister, I know she didn't want, you know, to be a part of this. And we had a relationship, man. We were homeboys. We break bread at each other's houses. And it kills me that I didn't say anything back then. Folks, when you have somebody that is a yes man or turns away from things that you know is going to hurt you or others, there is just as wrong. I was just as wrong as JJ was when he shot up that car. I was just as wrong. I was a yes man. And it pains me to say these words. Don't have people in your life that are going to be yes men or yes women. Have people in your life that can hold you accountable to who you want to be. Don't be don't be afraid to do that. And it doesn't matter if you're in a position of leadership or you have a relationship that you've made. You can protect yourself by making sure that you have people and you give them permission to hold you accountable to your actions, to your dreams. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're trying to play in the NFL or in the NBA or you're trying to lose weight. Don't have people that's going to be close to you. You've told them that, yeah, you're trying to get healthier, you're trying to lose weight, and then you hang with them and they're eating a big old bag of potato chips or they're offering you ice cream. That's the same exact thing. It's the same principle. Get away from them if they're not going to hold you accountable. Uh, that's all I got for you guys today. I just wanted to open up a little bit um, and share that, that uh, or those stories with you. And hopefully uh, they will that would touch a nerve in you and, and others and to just, you know, kind of reevaluate your relationships that you have and the people that you are, that you, uh, that you befriended. And also, you know, if you're in a position of leadership that you start to hold people accountable and it starts from day one. Once again, uh, thank you for listening. And I, uh, very, appreciative for all the ratings that you give me and um, for you subscribing and sharing. I'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. 
If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to transition, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever. If you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter developing your own procedures creating relationship roadmaps using adversity to your advantage right because we all go through tough times but how do you flip it how do you use it to power you okay and then developing your own standards so these are things that can help anybody not just not just athletes now there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.